0: Welcome. I'm Paul Bishop, your host for this installment of Six-Gun Justice Conversations. These are bonus downloads where my co-host Richard Prosh and I get to hang around the virtual Six-Gun Justice podcast Water Cooler, talking with friends and fellow writers who are also fans of the Western genre. With me today is my friend Big Jim Williams. After careers in radio journalism and public relations, Jim turned his hand to writing Westerns. His debut novel, Cattle Drive, won the Western Fictioneer's Peacemaker Award for Best First Novel, and he has gone on from there to write best-selling adventures of Texas Ranger Jake Silverhorn. Hello, my friend. Hey, hello, Paul. I'm glad that we were able to get everything up and running so that we can have this conversation. So am I. Tell me, Jim, when did you first start reading Westerns?
1: That's an interesting question. I go way back to my days being raised in the little town of Ojai. We had a marvelous little library there, but I also go back to the days of being able to go to our motion picture theater and watching Westerns, and I always loved them and read countless books along the lines paralleling the movies. And that got me excited because one thing I always loved about Westerns is the fact the good guys eventually won, something I try to carry into my own books, too
0: little town of Ojai. That's Ojai, California, for those of our listeners who are not familiar with every town in the United States.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people think I'm saying Ohio, but it's actually Ojai, O-J-A-I, California.
0: Of those early Westerns, which writers influenced you?
1: Of course, the usual Zane Gray novels going way back when. My late friend Walker Tompkins, who was referred to as Two-Gun Tompkins, who was a local newspaper reporter here who had written several Western novels. Also, a gentleman, trying to think of his name right now, who wrote under several different names. Are you talking about Max Brand? Yeah. And he wrote not only Western novels, but also the Dr. Kildare series, too. He was an extremely prolific writer. Stuart Edward White, too, was also an author who wrote a lot of Westerns. And he lived in the Santa Barbara area. I never got a chance to meet him, but he did live here many years ago. My friend David Lavender over in Ojai, who won one of the Spur Awards for his history novels, he's a great writer, a great historian. His son and I used to work together in broadcasting. So those are people that did influence me. If you want to go beyond that, too, you can go to O. Henry, who is a prolific writer. Jack London, who wrote a lot of epic stories about the far north, Alaska, many other things as well. Mark Twain, who without a doubt is one of the greatest writers who ever lived. So there have been a lot of people who influenced me as I go through my life, yes.
0: Now, during your career as a broadcaster, did you continue to read Westerns during that time? Did you have any inkling that you would like to write Westerns? I always wanted
1: to write. When I was growing up in the Ohio Valley, I worked on our high school paper. And when I went to college, I did the same thing. I always wanted to write. It was a question of time. Like so many of us, you get married, you have a family. I had two sons. I had certain obligations to meet, working full-time, and I met those obligations. And when finally I got to a period of my life where I had leisure time, I began to write. I was a publicist for Santa Barbara City College doing public information stories dealing with admission standards and dates and times and theater events and concerts and the like. But I got very bored with that. So in 1984, I started writing a book that eventually became Cattle Drive, the one you mentioned in the opening. I started that in 1984, writing nights, early in the morning, weekends and the like, and eventually got that published in 2014. Just another simple overnight success. As anyone knows who writes finding the time to do it. I'm in a situation now since I'm retired. I have unlimited time. I also live alone. Unfortunately, I'm a a widower. As a matter of fact, today, on this particular broadcast we're doing, marks the fifth year of the death of my wife, Joan. We were married 62 years. I try to get up each morning and walk down the hall, get to my computer and start writing. Other times I write at midnight. Sometimes I'm writing six, seven, eight hours a day, and that's still not enough. I'll tell you one thing I've learned, Paul, and that's the fact that if you wake up in the middle of the night and you think of a great line you want to put in your latest Western or short story, you either write it down or fire up your computer and put
0: it on the screen, because when morning comes, you will not remember it. (laughs) and sometimes not remembering it is the best thing because you get to where you've written it down and you look at it and you go, what was I thinking? What was
1: I thinking about? (laughs) Yes, yeah, There are those times. That's the great thing about your computer versus a typewriter, simply the fact that you can write something down, put it in there, take a look at it. If you don't like it, you kill it. You get rid of it. Or you move it out and put it in another file if you think you may be able to use that paragraph someplace else at a future time. Writing to me is a great emotional outlet. It's fun. I enjoy it. When I'm writing, I see a movie in my head. I'm always thinking movie when I'm writing it. Maybe I'm just trying to anticipate the fact I would love to sell one of these books or one of my scripts to a movie sometime.
0: But wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? Yes. Wouldn't we all? Yes. I know Cattle Drive was your first novel, but you wrote a lot of short stories, I believe, before that. Tell me about how you've stuck with it over the years, because I know you have one short story published, and then there was a fallow period before you started getting published again. Tell me about your journey. I started writing general fiction short
1: stories, and I was fortunate enough to get several of them published. And then I gradually started writing short stories about not only the Old West, but also about California's gold rush. Recently, a collection of my short stories was published that's on the market right now up on Amazon. It's called Tales of the Frontier, Western Short Stories of Action and Humor by Big Jim Williams. I like to write humor. Even in the action stories, I try to work in a certain amount of humor, and I do that, too, in writing Western novels. Quite a few readers have been kind enough to mention the fact that they enjoy that aspect of humor that I've inserted into my books and short stories. A lot of the things I write in the way of short stories are driven by characters. And I think that my novels are probably driven the same way. Quite often when I start writing a short story or a novel, I come up with a couple of characters and put them in a situation. And then it's amazing how they take over. People who don't write probably find that hard to understand, but characters do take over and begin to tell you the story that they want you to write. It's crazy, but it does happen. I enjoy writing short stories, but I also realized if I ever wanted to break through in the Western genre, I really needed to start writing novels. And so now I have several of them out on the market. You mentioned Cattle Drive. I have another one called Border Justice one called Texas Justice those are your Jake Silverhorn books correct yeah my main character is a guy by the name of Jake Silverhorn who was a union veteran of the civil war he rides along as a texas ranger with a captain ash rollins who was a captain in the confederacy they're good friends but they constantly get into arguments about the war and mr lincoln slavery and a combination of other things too
0: Tell me about the difference between your Jake Silverhorn Texas Ranger books, which are Border Justice and Texas Justice, and the Jake Silverhorn Arizona Justice books, Eye for an Eye and a Desperate Cattle Drive.
1: Originally, Eye for an Eye was released under a different title, under a different publisher, and it was called Jake Silverhorn's Revenge. That was actually the first Jake Silverhorn book I wrote, and I had that character at about the age of 40 married with two children, both boys that were adults, and a cattle rancher in Arizona Territories. That was my introduction to the character called Jake Silverhorn. So he had been a ranger, but I had not written about that yet. So he was in Arizona as a cattleman, and his wife was murdered on his ranch, and he pursued the killers. Now, that book has been reissued, as you mentioned, under the title Eye for an Eye, and it's available up on Amazon. So then, after that book came out, And I liked the character. I thought, gee, why don't I take him back as a young man at about 20 or 25 and introduce him as a Texas Ranger? And that I did. It seemed to work well. Had him in a short story and then introduced him into the novels. I've had two novels published with Jake Silverhorn as the main character. I'm working on a third book right now that's untitled. It's a backward way to introduce a character or build that character. But I thought, yeah, I'll go back and take him as a younger man. He also has a checkered past. Once upon a time, after his stint in the Union Army as an infantryman, he was short on cash and he robbed a bank in Kansas City. No one knows about that. He only got $100, but he had no desire to become a criminal. But he really wanted to get to Texas, meet some old friends of his father, and see if he could become a ranger, and he did. But that's still something that kind of haunts his past. And once in a while, that little problem back in Kansas City does resurface. As a matter of fact, it's doing so in the book that I'm writing right now, my third book on Jake Silverhorn.
0: What's your process of writing a Western? Are you a plotter and an outliner, or do you fly by the seat of your pants?
1: I fly pretty much by the seat of my pants. I have a general idea of where I'm going, but sometimes I don't, and I find that makes it more interesting. I develop my characters, I put them in certain situations, I take my time writing, and then I go back and and I look at the material that I've already written, and I begin to think about what's in the head for these same people, and I begin to weave the story accordingly. I also look for characters that have flaws. I also want to be able to twist the plot in the very ending section of the novel, The particular thing I'm working on right now, I think I came up with a nice twist for it. In that process, writing away on paper and on my screen, I may go back into the novel and delete a lot of material or rewrite to make it fit how I want the book to end. It's probably, in many ways, maybe a waste of labor to do that, but I find it works for me. And there again, I'm never bored when I'm writing. I think if I had a complete outline, I'd be bored with adhering to that outline. When I was doing press releases, for example, educational material, I found that after a period of time, I got bored with it because I knew how it was going to end. And I find it interesting. I'm writing along on my screen, and suddenly I come up with a thought, oh, hey, that will work. And I insert it into the story, and it gives me a whole insight into my own material. I don't know too many people who write that way. You want to be surprised just like your readers are. Yeah, yeah, and I am surprised. But I know many successful writers outline the book, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. They know exactly where they're going and what they're going to do. But that's just not your process.
0: It's just not mine, no. How much research goes into each book that you do?
1: It's interesting you should ask me that. I just finished a book dealing with the Apaches of Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas, a very insightful book written by a guy around 1860. So I've read that, and I've put a lot of Apaches, as a matter of fact, in the book I'm working on right now. I've used a lot of that material. I love reading nonfiction dealing with Western history. I find it fascinating. I admire so much the people who broke west of the Mississippi, especially those who got into wagon trains and the like, and especially the women of that period were some of the most courageous you could possibly encounter. So I do a lot of research in that direction recently read a book about the history of the black cowboys. There were many black cowboys in the Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and in the far west in the development of the West. It, history to me is fascinating. And you never know when you pick up a book and you start reading where this book is going to take you and revealing unusual facts that you did not know about the men and women who lived during that time. And they were a hearty group of people. Whether they happened to be on the Santa Fe Trail or the Mormon Trail or in the California mining camps or in Virginia City in law enforcement or whatever it was, you think about those times and especially the difficulty of just finding water or staking out land. These were tough, hardy people that I can't help but admire to have the guts to cross the Mississippi River into this unknown territory of Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, California, Nevada,
0: Colorado. What a bunch of very brave people. Fascinating. And I look forward to reading more from you. Thank you for being with us today. Appreciate your time and wish you the best for 2021 with all your Westerns.
1: Hey, Paul, thank you so very much for having me on your program. I deeply appreciate it. And in closing, I want to say something else, if I may. I appreciate the fact that you have been very helpful to me in my limited career as a Western writer, and I deeply appreciate that. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the Six Gun Justice website at sixgunjustice.com for information on prior Six Gun Justice conversations, Six Gun Justice speed lessons, and full-length episodes of the Six Gun Justice podcast, along with regularly updated book reviews, articles, and interviews covering all aspects of the western genre. Until next time, be kind to others, be kind to yourself, and keep reading. Adios, I'm out of here. Let's ride.